Have you got time for a quick social media catch up? A very quick one because Pete's already waiting for us. Okay. Um, we've managed to cause a young one's debate on Twitter, Ooh. which is excellent. We're just doing quotes, Jamie Smarts on it, everyone's... As somebody said, swatting away for teacher like a total spasmo, because that's one of my favourite things from young ones. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I will do that next. Thanks. I will put that on there. <laughs> but we've reached the halfway mark on donations. Cropping hell. Oh, I mean, yeah. what? Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. And James Kennedy has donated... Twenty pounds. Thank you, James. So that, I think that involves a top. Change. I think that's a top change, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Has he, he, he been specific? Um, specifically said top change. I did say specifically a top change. Well, he's he's, he's left like a a blank, vague intention of top change. What is so, he? What is he actually saying? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but uh, Danny Abraham has given ten, and uh, Sarah Millman has given five. So thank you, Thank you, guys. All right, top, top change after this. Top change after this. Let's call Peter Spellos. I'm going to do this really mean thing where I'll say hello and then I'm immediately going to go for a wee. No, no. What? No, I I'm absolutely gonna... need to wee. Oh, so do I. <laughs> well, I need a drink as well. Good morning. Hello. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm not too shabby. How are you doing? You know, not bad for the hour here in, uh, in Indiana. Oh, you're on a video. I can see you. Oh, oh yeah! I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you on a video. Can you see no, us? Video camera, you know, oh, fair play. It's a little slow because I forgot to bring my good camera with me on the road. Ah, uh, fair enough. Um, I was just telling Barry about how I was going to immediately call you and then go straight for a wee, so I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but fortunately, it's, it's not both of us running off for a wee. It's just, it's no, just... Barry, it's good she's not going to wee right there. So. I, I know. I know. Oh. Well, I think she's being polite because we're only a few hours in. Well, four hours in. Oh, yeah. But in about six, eight hours? Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to get ugly. It is going to. <laughs> I mean, I haven't started drinking yet, so that's a whole different world of hurt for everyone. You know, I saw, I saw the bottles online this morning and I thought, God, I miss the UK. <laughs> God, I miss drunk people in the UK. Oh, no, you guys are professionals. No, there's no two ways about that. Do you, do you know what? The amount of... Um, I've got quite a few American friends there. The amount of them who always use exactly that same terminology, it's like you guys drink professionally. You don't, yeah, mess, no. you know, you don't mess about. It's a badge of honour from us. It really is. <laughs> I will take it as such. So what time is it over there? Um, it is 8 a.m. Central Time. Like actually, Eastern Time. Okay. That's not and too I'm bad. in Indianapolis, Indiana. I uh, came in from New York last night and I... I teach my improv comedy and acting workshops for four days out here every month. Well, I, I'll say to begin with, um, my uh, my friend, our podcast with. I keep I keep thinking like I'm giving you marketing because every every interview we've done so far, I've mentioned him. Um, but I mention him now because he's an actor and uh, he teaches acting classes. So I know right now he would he would much rather be sitting here so he could have he could talk to you. Well, give him my Skype number. I'll be happy to chat with him anytime. I will do. I will do. Um, so um, I've got to say, I went to your website and I thought that's probably the best uh, way I've heard someone describe himself. You've described yourself as actor, comedian, actor, comedian, and denture wearer. Yeah, I've been using that for about 30 years. And, you know, and if, <laughs> when everybody goes, oh, you don't wear dentures. And I go, yeah, I do. And they go, prove it. And I start to take out my top teeth and they go, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not. And they never really know if I do or not. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm. I'm going to take your word for what it. What do I walk back in on? We were just establishing whether or not uh, Pete wears dentures, and I'm, I, I've said. <laughs> I, I've said it's all good. I, I believe him. He looks like a. He looks like a trustworthy fellow. So I, that's it's all good. Well, that's your first mistake. I know. <laughs> yeah. it, trust me. After forty odd years, it's not going to be my last mistake. <laughs> Is that you, Turtle Girl? Are you back? It is me. I'm back. I've weed. It's fine. <laughs> that was legitimately. Like I miss you. Yes, I was actually going to um, going to message you the other day about the, your trip to London in October because I might have to come and pounce on you. Ooh. Yes, you. Yes, you will. Yeah. I see. Sometimes. What are you coming to London for? I'm coming to teach. You know, all my London friends and fans and, and UK and Europe, they all would you know comment on Facebook that. Oh man, you're teaching in Indiana. I wish I could take your class. And so, you know, me being an idea guy, I went, let me see. So I, I put a Facebook note out there and I got 35 people who said, yeah, I'd be interested. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite decided whether I'm going to actually do the class or not, simply because, like, I'm a massive wuss and um, improv is scary. <laughs> well, come to the dark side with me, little girl. <laughs> Well, well, we've got we've got an hour. You could do a ten minute improv class with us. Oh gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know what improv no, is. No, 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 no. She's going to start drinking now. Don't. don't, don't. <laughs> She's okay. Uh, improv is short for improvisational comedy. So it usually, it, yeah, there's groups of people that do comedy, improvised comedy scenes based on anything. Does that mean if but I you know, in my in my class, I don't necessarily stress the comedy. I tell them mm-hmm. let the scene go where it's going to go. And sometimes you get these, you know, beautiful, just touching, very sweet scenes because people are being real. You know, it, it, I, I think the problem with improv comedy is people try to be funny. Mm-hmm. Right. And and like we had a saying, you know, those of you who think you're funny really piss off those of us who are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so I just, but I, 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 it's more of a tool is what I teach now for actors. Mm-hmm. To free themselves from judgment and their own behavior, and to just uh, explore, and it's you know it's, it's the safest and riskiest thing you'll do is opening <laughs> yourself up to a human being, you know. And but when you do, it's sort of addicting because you're like, wow, I let my emotions out, and I don't feel like an idiot, you know, or I don't feel embarrassed. So uh, my job is to take people from I can't to I can, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I love it so much. I'm probably the ideal candidate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you are. I'll buy you whiskey all night long. Oh, Don't well, worry about that. I'm not gonna. I mean, can we can we get the, some ice the, cream involved as well? I might and, take and, I might take the class if there's free whiskey involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on down, Barry. Whiskey and ice cream is two food groups I usually have when I'm in the cage. Well, I'm, I'm there. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, might, might, bring, might bring Dave along as well. He can do the improv stuff. I'll well, just I was going to say, he's an actor, though. He'll just make us look crap. <laughs> nah, I've seen Dave. Oh, act- no, I, I won't <laughs> let that happen. <laughs> I've seen Dave actually all good. <laughs> I have to ask, while we're, <laughs> while we're on the topic of uh, ice cream and whiskey, as to whether or not you've yet sampled uh, sorbet and tequila together yet. It's good. No, I'm saving that for you, dear. <gasps> yes. Yeah, Barry's looking at me with a face that says, what are you talking about, Willis? But it's uh, it's good. It's really what are you good. talking about, Stacey? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really good. It's wow, we're having an 80s TV moment. <laughs> yeah. We've been having so many of those so far. I know. I know. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't know because I'm young and lovely. It's good. I don't know what you're on about. It's great breaking, Stacey, and just mentioning a random 80s show. And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking they about. They were talking about Manimal earlier. And I was like, what is, what? <laughs> Got so confused. 
See, it's okay. It, look at all the stuff you're going to learn. Exactly. That's true. It's an 80s learning experience. That is true. By tomorrow, though, I'll have gotten so delirious, I'll have forgotten all of it. <laughs> oh, you, you'll be cockeyed in about six yeah. hours. Eh? <laughs> well, I've got to say, Pete, I was looking down your sort of... Uh, massive resume. Massive resume. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was just... I was like... See, I, I was thinking to myself, now he's got to add some of this in, surely. <laughs> you know, because I was just going and going and going and going. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that stood out to me... Very, you know, I've been 62 now and to be doing, you know, what I wanted to do when I was 16 and having the opportunities I had. And, and it's, uh, I feel really fortunate, which is why one of, one of the reasons why I teach now, because now it's my job to, you know, I don't have kids to get the next generation to do better than I did, you know, to give them the, the, the support and nurturing and to go out and do it. I'm just a fat kid from New York City who's following his dreams, you know. And, and, and and got fortunate because you know you have to have talent, but you have to have people who notice it and want to work with you. And mm-hmm. and I really learned that if you're not an asshole, they will hire you more. You know, <laughs> <laughs> being an asshole kind of serves you about one or two gigs, and then it's like, well, fuck, I don't want to work with this guy anymore. You know, but if you show up, you have a good time, you treat people right, and um, ultimately, you know, you'll you'll get your share, whatever that is. I remember a comic creator once saying, um, I think it was um, Dave Gibbons, I think he's an artist on Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah. Um, and he said, um, I'm going to get him wrong now, he said there's three things to, to do to work in this industry. Um, and he said, uh, deliver stuff on time, mm-hmm. be good at what you do, like be good, be very good at what you do, and don't be an arsehole. <laughs> and he said, and, the, and he literally said, if you can do two of those things, You'll be all right. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's sort of a, uh, a spin-off on what the, the film actor Spencer Tracy used to say about working in movies. He said three things you need to know. Know your lines, be on time, don't bump into the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that kind of means, you know, they have something set, so if you hit it, they got to refilm it. Yeah. But that's it. Know your lines, be on time, don't bump into the furniture. And, and but, but the Dave the comic is right, you know, don't be an idiot and, and have fun and... Look, when you spend 12, 14 hours a day with people, if you're a schmuck, no one's going to want to be with you. Mm-hmm. But if you if you make it, in a, and as a comic, you know, my job is to lighten up the room a bit, you know, and make everybody comfortable. And then all of a sudden, you look at, holy shit, I can hit page down eight times on my resume and it still goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. But one of the things that I saw that I, I picked up on, mainly because this was a... See, now I have to say it as a guilty pleasure, but at the time I freaking loved it, which was um, Lois and Clark. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I have a Superman fetish since I was little. I, he really I actually, did. My mom passed about eight months ago when we were going through stuff. She actually had a Superman costume packed away from when I was four. Kate, wow. You know, and just amazing stuff. So to be able to work on in that, in that not genre, what am I looking for? That Actually, that canon if you will yeah you know to say i was killed by lois lane it's just (laughs) (laughs) and i I think one of the reasons i loved that show um a because um it was one of the first shows i watched so you know when i got together with my my wife she wasn't really into um the genre stuff and all that sort of stuff she wasn't really into that and um that was one of the first shows probably that and buffy that she kind of watched and started to get into it and watch with me and really, really enjoyed. So I always had that 
it's, it's always got a bit of a soft spot for me, that show. Mm-hmm. But also... It certainly was relationship-driven. Yeah. Invite the female audience in, so it's just not a macho superhero show. Yeah. And and um, also as well, I, I think it had one of the best versions of Lex Luthor um, I, I saw. I loved that Lex Luthor. I thought he was he was brilliant. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it's it's an amazing character. They go so many different ways with it, you know. Um, I think Jesse Eisenberg did a great job for what he was given. I I thought it was a strange interpretation of Lex mm-hmm. Luthor. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> that, that's putting it nicely. I'm a very kind man. <laughs> now, what you, what I thought Kevin Spacey's was. Um, Trying to be nice here. <laughs> okay, I he had a couple of great notes, but otherwise, yeah. it was like far over the top. I think the actor who did it on Smallville was, uh, did a great job. But yes, I gotta yeah. say, you know, being a comic book fan too, I thought Gene Hackman to me is the perfect Lex Luthor. You know, I I just thought his interpretation, his take, the sense of humor that the banter with he and Superman had was was great. So you know. I have a particular affinity for 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 Luthor. Mm. I, I think there's a real because um, I'm a, I am a big Superman. Fan. Well, certainly the the films, the Christopher Reeve films, um, yeah. and I, I thought the um, when Superman's ex- when, not Superman when Lex is explaining his plan to effectively like detonate the bomb and destroy all the beach property, and he's explaining it to Superman that that conversation between the two of them, I I just loved it because it a it showed how clever Superman was. Where he kind of, there's a whole bit where he kind of explains what the San Andreas fault line is. And as a kid watching it going like, I didn't know that's what it was. Blimey. You know, it's, I, I didn't know that. Superman's well clever. Forget the, forget the fact he can kind of like lift up airplanes and stuff like that. Dude, no shit. Um, so, you know, so there was that, but it was just his conversation with Lex Luthor. But then the way Lex then manipulates him into opening the, the box, which has a kryptonite in it. By using the fact that he's shielded in lead, it's just it's, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. There's no there's no clever um, there's no super weapon. There's nothing like that. It's just him using his mind against him, and then he uses that term. It's all it's mind over muscle. And I just thought it was it was brilliant. And I did. I, I really liked um, that portrayal I, of. I totally agree because it's you know criminal mastermind. You know, and 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 it just it was just great. It was the movie was well written. It was well directed. Um, Chris Reeve, uh, you know, amazing. Yeah. Both in his Clark interpretation. It's a movie that you can watch, though it really has a, you know, bent to the 70s feel. That's still amazing. It's just because Reeve, you just can't, you love him. You just love him. On the yeah. I, you know, I certainly think, and uh, I have friends, fellow Kryptonians, and I would talk about this all the time. <laughs> it, it, it certainly jumped the shark with, um, Three with, with with Richard Pryor, uh, you know, okay. like Thomas and Robert Bond. Yeah, and was, oh. was just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, uh, uh, I saw. I, I was just gonna say, I, I, I saw, I saw four. Yep. We, we, we have to now because I, I have to have an intense conversation with about number four because I paid good money and I saw. <laughs> I saw Superman 4 at the cinema and it still leaves a scar when I think I, about that. I saw it on my honeymoon in London. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and I wanted. <laughs> Did the marriage end that day as well? <laughs> I, I wanted to eat a mile of my own vomit after. <laughs> what a charming visual! Just oh, I do, do you know I'm not convinced. I've seen four. If I have, oh. I've immediately repressed it because if I don't I, so, remember anything about it. No, even Superman with a five-day growth drinking doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. Don't waste your time. You know, yeah. I, I put it. I put it into a category of. Adam Sandler and David Spade movies, things I will never yeah. ever watch. You know. <laughs> so, so, certain things on paper, and you know, Pete may disagree with me, um, but certain things on paper about that film. If someone told you on paper and said, "We're going to do a film where, like, we answer the question of why Superman doesn't get rid of nuclear weapons because he, you know, he's got superpowers, he could do that." Uh, you know, it's that same thing of like, if you have superpowers, why don't you end wars? And you think, hmm, that's an interesting topic. And then on top of that, we'll put a guy who's as powerful as Superman, but his power comes from nuclear radiation. Hmm, that's really interesting. And he's cloned from Superman. I quite like that. And the overarching villain is Lex Luthor. Well, I'm sold. It, it had a very comic book um, story feel to it. Of course, when it was done, it was really the nuclear proliferation it was frightening anybody everybody but i thought the execution was terrible and i thought the you know the, i just thought that they missed with i don't even remember his name glowing man nuclear man nuclear man, nuclear <laughs> so, man. <you> know, <laughs> i just thought they kind of missed the boat with that um but it was interesting like you said it, it was the beginning of i think that movie fed into uh what became the comic books and snyder's version of what is his job? You know, who is he, and what is his job on this planet? And mm-hmm. and he's a protector, not you know, not a god kind of thing. And I think they've taken that story arc and brought it very up to today with how it's going. You know, I just recently saw the Batman v Superman extended cut. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not a hater of that movie because it's you know, look, I'm not a hater of Superman Returns though. I thought it, you know. It, it missed the mark on so many levels, but Brandon Ruth did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the extended version explained more in the story um, and and added to the piece. And it's it's certainly a dark version. I missed the pajama pants. You know, I used to have the shorts on, <laughs> the red shorts and the yellow velvet. But but it's very 2016, and I'm yeah. 1966, so. You know, I, I, I understand how they're and where they're going with it, but I, I don't necessarily um, care for it so dark. I was leaving that kind of like for the dark pause to just show like how shit it's all got. It, it hasn't got shit. No, I, I don't think Batman versus Superman is like shit. No, I, do you know what? I, it's I, certainly not good. I, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I am. If you said that about a relationship, I'd say get the fuck out of the <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I am, I am literally one of the, the, the five people on Earth and four of those are dead who, um, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed it. I, um, but then I enjoyed, Again, it's the same thing like I was saying earlier about um, Rays of the Stark and, and uh, Crystal Skull. I enjoyed Man of Steel. Um, and I, so in many ways, the portrayal of Superman in Batman v Superman was kind of the Superman I thought we, I was going to get after watching mm. Man of Steel. So it wasn't really a, a shocker. Um, whereas when you watch the Christopher, and you know, the Christopher Reeve ones is the ones that I was, I, 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 I grew up with. Um, 
I will always love the interpretation of Superman, mainly because it's, the, it's probably one of the, it's the only interpretation that convinces me that I could buy the fact that Clark Kent isn't Superman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, 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 you know, I was just going to say, because he, he, he's acting in that film. And I, I say this every, well, every five minutes I say this about <laughs> it, but he's Christopher Reeve's performance for me in, in, certainly in Superman one and two is, is Oscar worthy. And oh, reasons. Spotless. The reason I say this is um, two scenes. Scene one is in Superman one where he's done the, you know, he goes out and he flies with Lois and can you read my mind? (laughs) That bit, right? Comes back and you've just, she's effectively flown with a god and you're there, you're in it. He comes back, he changes into Clark Kent, that boom. Then comes in the front door, all kind of geeky, blah, blah, blah. And then um, she goes to get herself ready and he kind of literally does something magical. He straightens and says, Lois, there's something I've got to tell you. And then she comes back in and then he goes, oh, I'm really looking forward to this date tonight. Boom, just two completely different characters. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't even got the glasses. He takes the glasses off and he literally grows three inches. Mm -hmm. Chest comes out. So you saying that it's one of the pro- one of the, the biggest problems I think Batman versus Superman had is that there's no opportunity in it because it's too busy trying to introduce you to Batman and Lex Luthor and yeah. Doomsday and Wonder Woman and set up the Justice League that it doesn't give Henry Cavill time to be Clark or Superman. It needed Man of Steel too. That was what it needed. Yeah. Yeah. And you know when he, when he was Clark when he went home to Kansas in the scene with his mom and, and you know that great scene you know all the world nothing. You know, yeah, he, that's his Clark. That's how, it's really that was a beautiful scene. Um, a point I was going to make before Barry is the fact that, and I really think social media has um, magnified this. Everybody has a friggin' opinion, and everybody <laughs> wants to wants thinks they're a fucking critic uh, and, and, and say something. And I think what most people who go to the movies they want to see it their way. Yeah, and, you know, as opposed to as opposed to being entertained. Look, and I'm, I'm willing to say this to the world who's listening right now. I am, I was entertained by Green Lantern. Okay? Me too. Was it a great movie? No. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> Did you know, a thousand things better? Absolutely. But it was fucking Green Lantern. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, I had the pleasure of working with Brian Reynolds on um, Two Guys Girl on Pizza Place. And he's a great guy, and he's a funny guy, and I thought his performance was great, you know. The, the script suffered immensely. They, you know, fucked around with Amanda Waller and and and, and, and Peter's. Uh, I forget the name. Played the villain with the big head. You know. Oh yeah, I can't remember who he was now. But yeah, I know. Yeah. And, but it, it suffered from. It didn't know what it wanted to be. You look. I think Mark Mark Strong's performance of Sinestro was terrific. Yeah. Yeah. But but they tried to too, do too much. See, it's to me, it's a space opera, much in the vein of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and, and and I think they set it real world. They try to make it a little too romantic, mm-hmm. you know, and and because again, you got it's about drawing in an audience. So I think it suffered there. But was I entertained? Yeah. Have I watched it more than once? Yeah, I have. But I can separate: is this a good movie? From am I entertained? I just saw the Independence Day. Ooh, oh, I'm so intrigued by this. Yeah, I haven't too. seen it yet. I love the first um, one. The me first too. one I thought was an incredible B movie. Yeah. Yeah. A throwback to the science fiction movies of when I was a 
kid. And I thought, great characters, and it was fun. And I think this, the second one suffers from um, a lack of great acting. You know, you know, Will Smith is missing, Randy Quaid is missing. Mm. Uh, and, you know, Jeff Goldblum is absolutely just right, crawling in for a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill Cullen is, you know, I can watch him shave his beard all day long. <laughs> And I was for two hours on a Saturday morning with a Starbucks and a bag of popcorn. I was entertained. Yeah. Shit flew up. He beat the aliens. You know, there was some funny moment. Brent Spiner was chewing the fucking furniture, you know, and, <laughs> and I was entertained. Was it a good movie? Some of my favorite movies are bad movies. No, you know what? Literally, what? Look at my resume. I, I am. <laughs> No, li- literally, I, I'm not just saying this. I will come to London and we will sit and drink whiskey. Because <laughs> most of what you've just said is exactly how I think about things in that mm-hmm. I often say on, on the podcast, I often say, yes, it probably wasn't good, but was I entertained? That's always the first question I ask myself mm-hmm. when I come out of something is, was I entertained? After that, I can then get into the minutiae of did this work, did that work, mm-hmm. but was I entertained? And it's like, I love, um, it gets a lot of flat. I love disaster movies anyway. So um, I loved San Andreas with The Rock. Oh, yeah. I watched that recently. Because... <laughs> Shit, I Yeah, because I come out of it, but I'm like, it's, it's, things blowing up and people got to get out and I know what's going to happen an hour before it happens, but it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm being entertained, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and again, it's when I saw Batman v Superman, my first question when I came out was to myself was, was I entertained? And I thought, yeah, I was. My, my wife came out of it and said, what happened? I didn't understand half of it. She was just confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to watch the extended cut because I, 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 I felt watching it that there was so, I, I kept thinking it seemed really choppily edited. Mm-hmm. Like there was, was. Just, and I, and I think Barry, I think as we say in American politics, the movie was playing to its base. You right. know, it was playing to the people who knew the canon, who knew the movie, who knew the characters, who liked it dark. Mm-hmm. But as someone like your wife who, who does not know the history of what come, came before it, it's like, what was that about? You yeah. Know? I don't understand why. Well, why wouldn't he do this? Because you really got to know everything that came before to understand why the characters were happy. Uh, you have to know when they flash to the statue that, you know, Robin was killed by the Joker. You know? Yeah. You have to know the references and you have to know the killing joke and you, you have to know death in the family. It was the parademons that threw me, you know, in Batman's weird psychic dream vision things that he kept having. I am... Um, quite a nerd and I did not realise those were parademons until afterwards when I was like who does Lex Luthor know anything about Darkseid coming and all this business and Rich was like well duh parademons were in it I didn't I didn't realise there was a lot there was a lot in that film that I didn't realise until I think I went to a site and it was like bullet points I mean oh yeah. There's oh, a there's a oh. cut scene. There's a cut scene from that movie. You know when Lex goes into the ship and basically tells it to tell him everything that it it knows about everything. Yeah. Um. It, there's a there's a scene from that where it's telling him all about Dark Side and parademons and the mother boxes and stuff and the pinging noise. That's why that dinging that he does at the end doesn't make any sense because they cut this bit out. <laughs> it's madness. Um. It is, and, and it makes me long for the days when I did LSD. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wish I was like, wow, this would have been really great. You know, right? <laughs> it's a, it's an odd 
film for me because like I I defended Man of Steel quite a lot because um like Rich hated it because he was like he's not a big fan of Superman anyway because he thinks he's too overpowered and almost pointless. Is, is, is Rich Mister Stacy? He is indeed. Okay, just wanna make. And um and so we went to see Man of Steel and he wasn't he wasn't into it because he said oh it just didn't feel like Superman it felt like and, but I think there's room for different interpretations of Superman as long as it's enjoyable like you say like there's room for a dark Superman. That doesn't right. mean that Light Superman can't exist in other movies or in comics or, you know, in TV shows and stuff. Like, it's fine. We can still have that. But there's room for this dark one if that's what people well, are after. And I think the thing is, with, with Man of Steel, I, I really liked Man of Steel. And going back to, to Sue, um, my wife, she, she loved Man of Steel. So it wasn't like she didn't like, you know... Mm-hmm. But for people who say like Man of Steel was like a dark film, yeah, man, yeah, maybe. But one of the things that people often overlook in Man of Steel is there's a brilliant scene where he learns to fly. Oh. And, um, you, yes. see, you see the sheer joy in his face. He's having a cracking time. This is why I love the Supergirl TV show because Melissa Benoist always looks so happy to yeah. be flying. All it's right, beautiful. Let's, let's, let's talk CW. <laughs> oh. Because right. they, Got it. I mean, the fact that we have Supergirl Monday, Flash Tuesday, Arrow Wednesday, and, and Legends of Tomorrow Thursday is amazing. The fact that they're going to do a four-series crossover event, mm-hmm. is, it, it's like the world's finest comic book. It's like the first time I read Justice League, you know, when I was a kid. It's like, they're all together in one book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy cow! You know, I need to get the annual. I need to spend a quarter now instead of a dime, and that's how fucking old I am. <laughs> but what I'm excited about, and, you know, again, I'm old school, as you know, is that the end of Legends of Tomorrow, our man showed Oh, up gosh, yeah. And said, I'm with the JSA. I swear to God, I peed in my pants. <laughs> because I, 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 I've gone back to get all the JSA books and uh, not only on my tablet, but I buy a lot of the uh, the graphic novels, and and I remember reading about them again in the '60s when Justice League was taking. Well, who's the JSA? Well, why isn't there a comic book? And, and they had such a great resurgence under Jeff Johns, and, and I just think you know with Supergirl having the Martian Manhunter and mm. Flash now about to go into Flashpoint, and and Green Arrow being deliciously dark, you know, as you can be, and then and then basically Rory. You know, from, from uh, Doctor Who, you know, being the captain on the ship of fools and all the other characters, and just, it's terrific. It, this, this old nerd is very happy with the CW and very happy that Supergirl is now part of what they're going to do and that they're bringing back Martian Man out there. And, and, you know, it's just, the world is fucking nuts right now. And to mm-hmm. have this sort of childhood-like escape, you know, to... to put on a TV for an hour and just watch Melissa fly with absolutely joy on her face. Mm-hmm. And, and I think she's wonderful. She's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it is. I love that series. It, yeah. I just thought they did a great job. I, I, I wasn't expecting to... I'm not saying I went in there going, oh, I'm not going to like this, but I wasn't expecting to... I suppose the better way to put it, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I and um, the... It was too, I think it was a, I think it's in one of the earlier episodes where she's, um, it's got the robot, is it Red Tornado? Yeah. And, um, at the end of the episode, she goes up against the robot, she's using her heat vision, and then basically, it's all her kind of angst of having to leave her home, and all, all comes out, and she's just mm-hmm. like raging. And I thought, it's, 
half the thing with special effects is it's the it's the actor or actress that sells it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I completely believe she had superpowers and she had lasers coming out of her eyes because and they got in more intense because of her own grief and stuff. Epic scene mm-hmm. that and when you realise that um what's his name was Martian Manhunter didn't yeah. see that at all because he was that supposed got to be from me. did it. Mm. Didn't see that. Sometimes I hate the internet. Because <laughs> his, his name, he was supposed to be Cyborg, wasn't he? Because mm-hmm. Cyborg, that's his name. He's Hank Henshaw, isn't it, in the comics, I think, anyway. Um, so I was... And every time his eyes went red, I'm like, yeah, I know, you're going to be Cyborg. Stop telling me, I know. <laughs> so when you kind of went, oh, I'm the last of my kind, I was like, well, what's that about? I'm the Martian Man. I rang Dave. <laughs> I, and I think the great thing about the CW stuff and, and, being, and making you feel childlike and i think it's a great mm. thing about podcast stuff like that is in in arrow there's a not arrow in the flash first season of flash when you he has a fight with um the man in yellow mm-hmm. yeah and um but he sort of says you can't beat me you've never been able to beat me basically fuck off you can't beat me and he sort of went, i know i can't beat you but i've bought friends i was like what and then freaking arrow turns up <laughs> and then firestorm turns up and i paused i paused <laughs> rang dave I was like, oh my God, oh my God, how fresh I was on TV. Oh. He's like, calm down, slow down. What's happened? Who's died? No, 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 it's Flash, it's our own TV. He goes, what? Well, it's a team up, isn't it? Yeah, you watched it. And he literally went, you're watching the team up episode. I was like, oh no, oh my God, I can't breathe. Yeah. That, that is, is the beauty of where we are now with, with I, these sort of shows. I love you, Barry. I do. I, 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 and every so often, I think you get weighed down with social media and everyone's mm. hating on stuff and, and, uh, and everyone wants, like you say, everyone wants their perfect version of these shows and these films. Um, but then when I sit and actually watch them, I'm just, I'm caught up in the moment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that's how, it, that's kind of how it should be. And I, I, and I come off it and I, I want to ring someone after the flash ended the first season of the flash ended the dude ran into a freaking black hole (laughs) and i watched this and i thought it was like i was the special effects and stuff i thought i was watching a movie you know and and that was how it ended and i just thought shit doesn't get much better than that it's doctor who that does that for me because i'm very much like i am i've been enjoying the cw stuff but a bit of it like i I've not. I think. I think the Flash is just too good, and it makes everything else look not quite as good to me. Like in my eyes, there is that argument. Whereas with Doctor Who, like literally every time I watch that, even the crappier episodes, I always come out of it feeling a bit sort of like childlike wonderment. Like, oh, imagine if you travelled the stars and that be ace, and get a bit overexcited. It takes us away. Yeah, takes us away for that hour. You know, you got. You gotta unplug from the world and certainly from the trolls. And uh, I'll tell you what did it for me in Flash. When in the, the season one they teased a cage that was pushed <gasps> open, yes, and set rod on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, a guy I know, David Sobolov, who's an amazing. Oh, player. I love David. Yeah, David from Transformers. He's the voice of Rod. Oh, wow. He's also the voice of Drax on Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Of the Galaxy yeah. and, and David Shoveloff, if you're listening or someone who knows him, you're a terrific actor. I'm so thrilled for your success. And and you are Grodd, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, And the fact that they're going to have Earth 2 and Earth 3 and we're going to see Ape City. And it's that's how I know they got it. Because how do you bring that to life? I mean, Justice League... Um, 
Unlimited did a great rod because you can do yeah. animation. But having Rod on the show is like, all right, I'm, I'm so fucking in. You know, I'm, I'm going to be so English that I'm going to make a cup of Yorkshire tea with a splash and sit down and just, and just enjoy my life. <laughs> it is the Flash has made me so excited for for superheroes on TV because I I really enjoyed the first series of Daredevil on Netflix. But it was very sort of, it felt cinematic to me. It felt like they were trying to do the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. a bit riskier because it's telly, so they don't have to appeal to quite so many people. Uh, But whereas Flash just comes out with this just like, just unbridled joy. Like you can feel it when you watch it. I loved it so much because as soon as it started, like me and Rich were just we just turned to each other and was like, "Oh my god, it's exactly like the fucking comics." Oh my god. (laughs) And I think that's the thing, Stacey, is the shows like that are from the comics. Bold primary color, yeah. And I and I think Daredevil and Arrow and things like that are the graphic novels are are dark and shaded, and and there's room for both. But really, one is a comic book and one is a graphic novel. That's the distinction I make. Mm -hmm. Um, And I and being a kid who grew up with you know comic books first, I like my I, I like my superheroes with a little sense of humor. You know, and, and I think all the actors on Flash do an amazing job, you know, and and, and Super and Supergirl as well. You know, I, I like it to have that sort of lilt to it. I think that's why the Marvel Universe works, because, hell, even in the Fantastic Four, not, not the recent one, which was a piece of double check. <laughs> um, you know, the one with Evans and, and, and Joe mm-hmm. Grunfeld and... I thought they got the sense of humor that Marvel had in the comic books. You know, I thought um, Civil War got the sense of humor with Underoos and Spider-Man and, oh, yeah. and all that, and, and then Ant-Man. You know, talk about a, a a genre Woody at that point. It was like, oh, <laughs> God. You know, it's fucking Ant-Man. Oh, I love Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. I think he's absolutely he's so, perfect. Yeah. He's a perfect addition to that universe. But that's what happens with Marvel. They get that there's a sense of it. And, yeah. And I, I think, I think DC suffers from the seven words I have on a card on my desk for 30 years that says, are we taking this shit too seriously? You know? Yeah. And I, but, but, Stace, like you said before, there, there's room for both, you know, and, and I don't critique one worse than the other. Um, I enjoy it all, but when push comes to shove, if I miss Arrow on a Wednesday night, I'll see you on the computer the next morning. But I am in front of the fucking TV for Flash at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way that is. <laughs> I, I think also as well, like with um, Flash, one of the things I really like is, especially if you've got friends who are also into that stuff as well, I always straight away know without a doubt that if I got superpowers... There would be no angst in this whole kind of like, no one must know my secret so it can be used against me. I've got a list of at least four people, <laughs> right, that I'm going straight around to that, depending on the power as well. If I've got super speed, then I'm running to their house. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a phone job. Do you know what I mean? But, I know, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I'm going straight around there going, look, dude, look what I could do. Let's do some shit together. You know, <laughs> and that to me is what um, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, yes. When he shows his power to his Yeah, that yeah. That joy of a little kid. Look what Yeah. That's why I like like that movie, because it had a kid, a childlike joy. It, it 
it's as if you've got superpowers. Wouldn't you be a small, idiot get out to, to share it with your friends? Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree with you, Sal. And I think with Flash, you've got Cisco. Oh, um, I'm, I'm a little bit in love with Cisco. And, and, and just the banter with the kind of like, well, why wouldn't you come up with villain names and then make a thing of it? And him sort of going, well, that's why I come up with villain names because that name's a bit rubbish. <laughs> I, I just think is, and, and, and when they, what I quite like is when they cross over with Arrow, they lighten Arrow just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, especially what I love is Diggle. He just can't handle it. He can't handle the fact there's people with superpowers. And he's just like, I don't get it. Why, how can you run that fast? It just freaks him out. Um, I think it's brilliant because it's, it fits for his character and it fits for the tone you're trying to do because it's a crossover. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, it almost has a Batman Superman vibe as if you were going to do Batman Superman vibe from old school DC where, where like Superman's the goody two shoes boy scout and Batman's a bit darker. That's effectively what you get with mm. the flash and arrow. Um, and I, and I like, I, I agree with you. I like the fact that, you know, they put a little fizzy in the drink you know, when with the comedy with Arrow. I think it, it needs that little, I don't know, buoyancy to, uh, to allow us to accept the pain of what Oliver has gone through. I think you need a relief. You know, mm-hmm. you know again, it's almost why in comedy, this world is fucking insane. And I need to live in a world that is far more far more sillier. And, you know, and as I've gotten older, my walks have gotten much sillier. <laughs> so I, 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 I think that's what it, what it brings, what, I, you know, what they're doing with Arrow by doing the crossovers, it brings some lightness to it. You know, certainly when they did the Supergirl and Flash crossover, oh. it was like, having a, it was great. And, you know, it, when he whipped off to get the ice cream, oh, that me. Just, I was just like, oh, I want to be Flash's best friend. <laughs> He got her ice cream. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's like, all right, I'm fucking in. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm so, where's my, here's my check. What, what do I owe you It's a, uh, it's a part of me I don't think I'll ever lose. And I think it's a part of me that makes me who I am is, is that I still have a childlike joy and wonderment for so many things. Mm-hmm. And I never want to lose that. I, so many people get disconnected from their childhood. And, we all had rough times, and I could tell you nightmare stories, but I, I came through it to be a comic and, and to see things a little sillier. And I just think, especially now, man, you need that release to, to deal with the abject horror that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it really it's like the world woke up and decided it was a fucking graphic novel one morning. <laughs> and and, and I, I want it to be a comic book again. Yeah. Uh, that's really the distinction I make, guys. I try and live in a comic book world with all this graphic novel stuff crashing around me. But I think the what you said, I think there's always been this kind of um, argument of what what is a geek, what's a nerd, you know. And um, and and for some people, and, and probably more so nowadays, I think it is this kind of like if you if you say you like a show, you've got to be able to quote chapter and verse mm. of that show, or if it's a comic, you've got to know the whole history of that comic, and and that's what seems to be catered towards in terms of like certainly adaptations and stuff mm-hmm. like DC sort of. It's a lot of fan service. Yeah, a lot of fan service, and and I think what you just said nailed it right on the head in terms of how I view it for for myself anyway. Is is the fact that um, it's passion. It's the, it's the passion, yeah. but it, 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 I remember what it was like as a kid seeing my reactions to certain things mm-hmm. as a kid. 
and I know what my reactions are to certain things as an adult yeah. when it's the same as I was as a kid. Does that oh, make sense? If you'd have seen me at the cinema the first time I saw Deadpool, because I saw it four times, guys, you would have you would have thought I'd got some sort of disease where I'm actually only six years old, but I'm in the body of a thirty year old lady. Because I was all last bouncing in my seat. I was like punching Rich next to me like he's doing he's blind out and I was like just grinning from ear to ear the whole time. King, ah, it's perfect that movie. Well, it, it takes the darkness of Daredevil and the giddiness of Green Lantern, and I think it's Reynolds with his performance oh. is just brilliant. You know, and seeing Marina McCarran naked, you know, up, up <laughs> no one's going to disagree with that, are they? Oh, <laughs> oh, from Firefly to Gotham, just wow and wow makes me proud to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and it was it was from the beginning credits the sense of humor they purchased because you know I wasn't a Deadpool fan because I had to catch up to the world to know about it I wasn't reading comics at that time mm-hmm. and it was severely violent and so funny I thought the scenes with with Colossus and Mega yeah. Teenage you know <laughs> it's just it's brilliant I can't wait for Deadpool too it's, it's kind of you know they're getting uh, it they're giving us the they're giving us the movies we need and want. Mm. I only I only saw Deadpool I think about two weeks ago. And so, you finally gave it because I was listening to you on the podcast saying you were you were thinking of watching it but you weren't sure. My, All my, I could think was Barry, if you don't see it, I might do you a murder. My my my, <laughs> pro- my problem is is unless I see a film when it comes out, if there's too much hype around the film, I, I, it, it loses me, and then mm. I go right. I'm going to watch it on my own time schedule then. Because otherwise, I got, I, it's just too much in my head. Then there's too much expectation and blah blah blah. Um, especially if they're from peers saying to me, "It's mm. gonna, you got to see it. It will be the best thing ever." So I watched it quite quietly two weeks ago. My wife watched it. It was funny as hell. I I I've never read a Deadpool comic, so I I didn't know anything really about the character, mm. but the fact that he was supposed to be funny and didn't die or whatever. But that was pretty much it. Um, and I found it really funny, but I, I think there's a little bit where he goes to the X-Men mansion and he kind of says something like, why is there only two of you? Is it like you couldn't afford it's, anyone else or something like that? It's he almost says. like the studio couldn't afford anyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all that sort of stuff that I was in tears. It's referential. It, as we say in the theatre, it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And not only does yeah. talk directly in the camera, but it is making fun of everything in the real, in our real world. You know, it's... It gets it. It, it, take, it took it to another place. And, and look, this is a great time to be a geek, a nerd, what, whatever you want to call our, you know, ourselves. I think the great David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, and Nash said it best. Let your freak flag fly. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and just be who you are. And if you don't like who I am, thank you very much. There's a table over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem with you not liking me. I will not lose any sleep over. You know, and, and it is, it's a great time. And, you know, Stace, I say this to you because, um, you approached me at the table at the first AA, like I was something different than you, you know, like you were nervous to meet me, which is the thing I, I, I what was that? What was that? A- you, it's a- the auto assembly, it's a, a Transformers convention that used to happen in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. You covered it. I did, yeah, yeah, for the Geek Syndicate, yeah. yeah. And, and I wanted to make sure you realize what we're the same schmucks, you know, <laughs> that I'm no different to you. If you call me Mr. Spellos, I will hit you in the head chair. 
was just being polite. Second order assembly. You and I sat down and had a cocktail, mm-hmm. and and here I am on your second. I did your podcast it's the second time I'm doing the marathon, and you realize there really is no difference in life between you and me. I just I just had I had a head start because I'm older, you know. But there really is no difference in passion and love for what we do and, and who we want to be, who we are, and 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 how we see the world. So you know, I'm so glad that we've become friends and you, we approach each other now as equals and not well. Here's a voice actor and, and who am I? Well, you're an amazing person and that's why I do this podcast. Uh, I'm I'm sort of also a voice actor now. <laughs> yeah, you are, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's not out yet though, so I can't really big it up. I'm scared of hearing it. <laughs> Well, I will say if there's if there was ever a role for like for geek president, you'd get my vote, sir. Yeah. I would be your humble gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what are you looking forward to um, reading, watching that's coming up? I'm looking forward to breakfast, shower, and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and and some yes, whiskey no, and I'm ice looking, cream. I'm looking forward to a cigarette, a shower, and breakfast. Let me let Put it all down in an order. Um, I, you, I, what am I looking forward to in, in the movie? I'm mm. certainly looking forward to um, Suicide Squad because that's not a thing I really read, but I I think it has great actors in it. I, you know, I love Joel Kinnaman. If you if you don't know the series The Killing, um, you must rent it. He's brilliant. I mean, don't take Robocop as his body of work. Go, <laughs> go to The Killing. On Netflix, it is a it is a remake of um, I think a Danish crime drama series that he's brilliant in. You know, Will Smith. I have a soft spot in my heart since I worked with Will on. Many, yeah. Um, I have no problem, you know, seeing how insane um, Margot. I, I don't remember her last name. You know, being being Harley. I think Jared Leto is an amazing actor, and I'm looking forward to his Joker interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, Doctor Strange. There's a oh. other <laughs> moment where I'm oh. hiding for LSD. Oh, why couldn't you have said that 50 minutes ago? <laughs> oh, I would have been there all year, Doctor Strange. Oh, I can't wait for that. Do you know that photograph that they released? It was amazing. A woman I work with, she's an incredible director, Rachel Calloway, who directed me in. Um, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and directed Tank Girl, and she did a lot of the Missy episodes in Doctor Who. You know, she's now working with Benedict, and she's directing parts of series for for Sherlock. Right. Which is another show we could talk about for an hour. Yes, um, yes, we could. Um, and I, I just, watching the trailer, again, Doctor Strange, I remember as an eight-year-old going, yeah, I don't understand any of this. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read the comic, but see, I, I swear to you, I sat in the movie theater and saw the trailer and go, oh, fuck, I wish I was tripping. Jesus, you know, I'm 60. You know, it, it looks so interesting. And it, the fact that it has Mads Mikkelsen as the villain, oh. who is insanely, disgustingly creepy as Lecter on television. Oh, yeah. He's um, amazing in that. And I, I can't wait. I'm telling you, I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait for the new uh, Doctor Who series to start. Um, I can't wait for Sherlock coming back. Certainly, eight. You don't fucking call me eight o'clock Monday through Thursday nights. Come up because <laughs> you know? I ain't picking up the phone. It's not going to happen. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I look forward to everything these days.
Barry. I'm, 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 I'm very grateful. You know, I don't, I don't know how I got to 62 at all. As my mom said before she passed, where did the time go? You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm feeling the same thing at 62. It's like, oh, where did the time go? And why not be the kid I've always been and, and, and love the stuff that I love? Because, you know, 25 years, I'm going to be crapping in my pants in the nursing home, okay? And <laughs> I, I might not really be remembering any of this. So for right now, I just try and stay present and grateful and, and you know, look forward to speaking to you guys like I did and, and just looking forward to teaching the next four days and, and just doing what I love, you know? I'm just fortunate, you know, have enough health where I still can do all this stuff. It goes by too quickly, kids. If you're not, if you're not being who you are, why? And if you're worrying about what people think, fuck them. They, you know, <laughs> because cause truly, they're not thinking about you as much as you think they are. You know, and just be who you are, and you will attract people who want to be near you. You know, and just it's just where I am. It's just it's sort of my raison d'être at this point in life. Just enjoy it all, and if you happen to like what I'm liking, sit down. I'll share my meal with you. Or whiskey. You got it, son. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's our October plan then <laughs> that is oh, yeah. yeah London later year I'm there mate oh absolutely oh, I can't wait I, it'll be my third straight year in the UK I, I, I really do love it it's sort of my other adopted home I can't wait I know I'm stammering about it because I, I, I'm kind of stunned enough get, I get to go to London and I get to teach you know you guys and I get to sit in a pub and have Bangers and mash and just, you know, a warm beer and a big heart sitting next to me and I'll be very happy. That's a nice note to end it on. That is a nice note. Oh, thank you so much for joining us again, Pete. It's been lovely. It's always lovely talking to Pete. I should do, I should do it more often. You should do it more often. <laughs> I should do it more often. <laughs> you no, know, anytime you want to kind of do a pardon the expression, a three-way on Skype, just kind of, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm well versed from the 60s and 70s. I can handle this, you know. <laughs> Call, call me up anytime discussion and I always would be happy to come back on, on, on the parlor and it would be my pleasure and, and anybody Brilliant. listening out there open your fucking wallets and give money to outside because yes, please do that. one day you're not going to remember the things you love so much I watched it with my own mom and dementia as she slipped and it is an important cause and I swear to you the 10 pounds you think you really need in your life Someone needs that more. Okay, so make sure you get out there and give. And, and Stacy and Barry are doing a wonderful thing. It is my honor to be a part of this. Um, and, but now, now it's your turn. You need to be a part of this and, and, and give money. So there's my pitch. Help, help out what they're trying to do. Because I promise you, kids, we're all in this together, and we've got to take care of each other now. Oh. I couldn't really have said that better myself. <laughs> I, I, I know I couldn't have said that better myself. And now. A cigarette, a shower, and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you thank again you. for coming. I'll Thanks, speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Very nice meeting you, and I love you. And have a great day. And, and I, you know, when I get home later tonight after class, I'm going to kind of turn on the podcast. Oh, God, we'll probably be drunk by then. Yeah, we'll be drunk by then. I sit back and giggle. I might <laughs> type in a word or two here. <laughs> yeah, do it. All right, guys. Have a great yeah. day. And, uh, Thank you. Thanks, Pete. All right, take care. See Bye. ya. Bye. Isn't he lovely? He's awesome. He's so nice. He's awesome. I um, I actually had no idea who he was when I went to auto assembly, uh, and I went to his um panel about 
just stuff. And uh, and he just was talking about. He was so excited about talking about Superman that he forgot to talk about himself quite a lot. Right. And and I thought I need to speak to this man because he seems mental and amazing. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, so I just went to talk to him. Um, I, I want him to be my mentor. We might have to yeah. just do a retcon. <laughs> When people sort of say, how'd you get into podcasting? Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's probably time for our next guest then. We should do a competition at some point. I know. I think, but we just, there's too much good stuff happening. We would, uh, I reckon we, once our um, social media guru returns, we can yeah, start. Yeah, he's, he's making sandwiches. Yeah, once he's, once he's done. How many sandwiches? I don't know. I also don't know where he's making the sandwiches because no. I know he didn't do them in here because he was scared of the noises. But okay. I'm like, I hope he's not like making sandwiches in the bathroom or something. Ooh. She says, just hearing the tap go on. What? Know, just don't, <laughs> don't, don't think about it. Let's call Sarah Millman. Let's do that. Doot. <laughs> I, I love her Skype image, which is of a crudely drawn hedgehog that just says, why? <laughs> Hello? Hello? <laughs> Sorry, Barry's just looked at your, um, your, your Skype icon and he can't stop <laughs> Because okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I sort of described it as a crudely drawn hedgehog asking why. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's oh brilliant. Well, I was wondering how I was going to follow up, uh, Pete, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Every time I talk to Pete, he always talks about what a normal guy he is. And I just think, yeah, but you were in Lois and Clark, though. You can't say so, that. <laughs> in my mind now, when, when people sort of say, how did guys say it was great? I even got to talk to Ben Kenobi. Because <laughs> he was like a Jedi. He He's was just, like a geek just, guru. I could have just sat here. Yeah. I met I him because he pay, he played um, a Transformer called uh, uh, Skybite, which right. is a flying shark. <laughs> flying dog. A flying shark who uh, enjoys a good haiku. Um, He's... <laughs> Right. It's 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 crazy and brilliant, and that's how I met him at a Transformers convention. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, welcome to the show. Yes. Hi. Well, I feel like I've been here for a while because I've just been following you on Twitter. Oh, right. <laughs> See, this is the one thing I'm scared of is I've entrusted Mike with Twitter because when I did this in 2014, I tried to do the Twitter at the same time as oh. the talking, and I couldn't do both. And now I'm really scared about what Mike has possibly been saying. <laughs> Oh, oh, good. Thanks, Mike. He's yeah. listening in upstairs. <laughs> well, suppose, supposedly at some stage now, I've now got to change T-shirts. So it, mm. it, at some stage in this hour, I will be changing geek T-shirts. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see which, which T-shirts you brought. Me too. Uh, I um, I went with a, a Legend of Zelda dress today. That was my very, outfit of choice. Very fetching. It is very fetching, but um, and I, you know, I thank you for not mentioning the fact that it's uh, it's doing wonders for my rack. Oh. <laughs> hadn't, hadn't noticed. I don't, I don't even look. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, I, t- I don't mean to like. Uh, I'm gonna have to sort of preface this this hour with me just. If you hear weird noises, it's because I'm really uncomfortable on this chair already. <laughs> I might have to like get up and do some like squats or something. <laughs> Barry's face, squats. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It helps the thighs and the lower back and that. No, I know what a squat is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Oh, oh dear, this one's. How long have you guys been at it 
Uh, only five hours. Yeah. Only five hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was going to say too long, but we're not know. even in the double figures yet. Mike's just arrived with sandwiches, so I'm going to have to apologise again because you're going to have to talk a lot while me and Barry just sit here cheering <laughs> on sandwiches. No, I, 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 I mean I'm not going to eat just yet. Anyway, thank you. Oh, um, I'm sexy. Ham and cheese and salad. I should I should have said Mike. I like I like the corners cut off my bread. I was I was joking as well, by the way. But. Oh, this is a big sandwich. I wasn't really joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I wish I put the corners cut off. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, like, it's, it's mocking me with its cornerness. It's like when you're a dog. They used to make sandwiches for their dog, right? Insane. What? But they insisted that they preferred it when they, it was cut into triangles. Uh, right. <laughs> what, what, the dog insisted? What, like, the dog was like, um, what's this shit if you gave it a oh, square Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. They insisted yeah. that the dog wouldn't eat it if it wasn't in triangles. So, <laughs> what, you started? So now, now I've got this vision now of some, some poor bastard cutting, making a sandwich, and then the dog putting the paw over his hand and going, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, 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 my good man, I think you find it's triangles uh, I'll be after. Pushing the bowl away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm not touching that shit until you cut some triangles in that mother. <laughs> oh dear. You're an aggressive dog. Oh I know, God. I know. It's, it's probably just more of a. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still stuck on a dog eating sandwiches. I'm sorry. No. How does it pick them up? Like, what happens? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Eat it out of the bowl. It's not going to pick it up. No, but the, the thing that I'm confused by then. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, my, my my question was more like, what? How can it be foresee about? Like, why would you present it as a sandwich? If it's just going to eat out of a bowl, why don't you just put some bread and some ingredients like in a bowl and just go have at it? It's like, like oh, it says a lot. It says a lot more about the owner than it does about the dog. Oh, oh, yeah, I was just thinking about how how much I'd pay good money to see a dog eat sandwiches, which probably says quite a lot about me, really. No, I have a friend in fried eggs. That's the thing to watch. What? Is, is that a thing? Is that an actual thing? No, but we used to give, we gave my dog a fried egg once and it was just the most hilarious thing. It's just impossible. How, 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 how are you supposed to, how are they supposed to do it? It's impossible. Is, is that, is that where the, um, the icon comes from then, your Skype icon? <laughs> what, the why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> is there like, is there like a wider picture which shows a fried egg? So <laughs> like, why? Why, why? Why mock me? <laughs> All I want you was chum. I made the mistake once of trying to eat a fried egg with chopsticks. Oh God! You are supposed to like there are so many Japanese. There's so much Japanese food that has like raw egg in it that you're supposed mm. to try and eat with chopsticks. How? How? I was watching a Studio Ghibli movie recently where a kid just like really deftly ate a fried yeah. egg with chopsticks, and I was like, no, that's not how that happens. Was that Howl's Castle? It may have been. Yeah, I was just oh, there the like, no. Who's in Studio Ghibli? Oh my God! Wow. I've just uh, I've just embarked on a bit of a Studio Ghibli thing because um, my hubby is trying to watch 366 movies this year, uh, movies that are new to him as well that he's never seen before, um, and so he was like, "Oh, I know what I'll do." Because we got to a point where we were watching so many films just for the necessity of watching a new film a day that um, <laughs> that we started thinking good films didn't exist anymore because we saw a lot of shit. <laughs> so Rich had the brilliant idea of I tell you what let's watch all the Studio Ghibli movies because we've only seen like one or two each so that'll be like, and they'll be good they'll definitely be good and then we watch Grave of the Fireflies oh jeez oh. yeah have you got, it was have you, rough 
Have you got a knife? Have you got a knife? I've got, well, I've got knives, yeah. It, got we are in a kitchen. Because I suddenly realised I want to cut my sandwich into triangles. So you keep talking. <laughs> he won't eat his sandwich, guys, because it's not cut into triangles. Whereas I'm just shoveling want, it all in like a trollop. I don't care. Um, you, you haven't got Sarah to introduce yourself. I haven't. I'm sorry. I, I've missed a treat. Okay. I got daunted by Pete and all of his geek knowledge. Um, hey, Sarah, who are you? Well, I'm an artist and a writer. I make my own comics, so I've, people probably know me from the heart of time. It's like a time, time travel adventure romp with pugs in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm also working on my own stuff, do a lot of commissions. Um, I used to write for games as well. So yeah, Ooh. that's kind of me in a nutshell. Cool. <laughs> Before, I want to come back to Heart of Time, but you said you write for games. Um, a, how did you get into that? And B, what games have you worked on then? Uh, it, it sounds much more impressive than it actually is. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like titles. So like, um, I used to work for Wales Interactive, so it's for a game called Master Reboot, and then afterwards it was Soul Axiom. And I did loads of picture books as well, which I didn't write, but I illustrated. So, yeah, I got into it because I did a master's in animation, you know, Sean Jefferson, that. Yeah, that <laughs> you know, did it with her. Which is very exciting as well. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Sean wasn't your arch enemy then? Well, she still kind of is, if I'm quite honest. Nice. We're next to each other in conventions, you know, when, when people aren't looking, we still shoot each other the bird and you know, do you do you, kn- <laughs> do you knock up, do you knock over her display when she goes to the yeah. toilet <laughs> I like get her tea and then deliberately get it wrong uh, <laughs> it was a coffee with four sugars you wouldn't wasn't it that's what there you go enjoy I hate you enjoy <laughs> remind me never to cross Barry yeah don't yeah don't cross me it's, it's a bad it's a bad move I'm lovely really revenge Mm. Just make it with slight, just make it with slightly soured milk, not completely full off, like, but just slightly soured milk, so it just tastes a bit of rye. Too much, too yeah. much milk, just like hot. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst we're still talking um, games, um, <laughs> are we? we uh, yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're, no, you're, you're, you're stuffing your face. I'm, 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 I'm the one carrying it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You, know, you enjoy yourself. I am. I'm just starve quietly here. Um, video, I could like do a little dance or something while you're eating. But, I know. So I communicate a lot more uh, fluently through the medium of dance. But uh. and the thing was, you just said that, and both days and I started dancing, which is, which is ridiculous because we're on a podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I've realised is the last five times we've been interviewing people, mm-hmm. whenever we've gone by, I've waved. You have actually. I have I waved. Just, yeah, and I I, it waved. never even crossed my mind to yeah. say, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I've, <laughs> it's perfectly logical. Perfectly logical. Apparently, waving to thin air is what I'm doing. Um, so, um, you're you're a gamer yourself, aren't you? As in, yeah, I think so. Not like massively hardcore. You know, I don't play like card or anything. But yeah, I enjoy my games. What, what's um? Well, I was going to say, what are your fave games and what games are you playing at the moment? Oh, faves? Yeah, faves. <laughs> faves, my favourite games. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a bit scared I love now. you. Now I love you already. <laughs> you like my new favourite. You're so excitable. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Like, people were saying that over Twitter and I was like, I'm your favourite? Oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's not, that's not a problem I've ever had. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Said with a you slightly patronising tone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I'm cool host. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know from Mean Girls, but she's like, I'm not an ordinary mom. I'm the cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Amazing. No. I love Mean Girls. Anyway. Games. Games right? Um, I think I'm quite slow because my computer is terrible. So I'm only just playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Holy shit. Ooh. Love that game so much. So good. Um, so what else am I playing? Oh, God. It's a bit like, you know, like when you were younger and someone would say, like, what kind of bands do you listen to? And like, oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> school, uh, you know, if I'm honest, I've just been playing Pokemon Go for the past day. Like, <laughs> shit. Do you know what? That's, that's a really, that's a really interesting thing because that's exactly like I think a lot of people think and how I think when people sort of yeah. say, what are your favorites? Whatever. You, you actually know the answer to the question. Yeah. But you've all, but you've already said in your own mind, well, that sounds a bit shit and that's not what they're expecting me well, to say. Well, I was going to say, if you said to me, oh, what games have you played lately and what are your favourites? I'd be like, well, I've just been obsessively playing Pocket Mortys, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, I haven't played that yet. That sounds amazing. Oh, it's wonderful. It's like a Pokemon ripoff with Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's wonderful. Brilliant. You go around and collect alternate universe Mortys, Pokemon <gasps> style. Well, I, I've just started playing, um, I think it's uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um Mainly because I've been quite, I've been quite stressed to play. I know it's cheer, but my, so my dad passed away about two weeks ago. Two weeks? No, it's not. It's no longer than that. About three, four weeks ago. So obviously it's not been a fun few weeks. Um, so I was trying, I said to myself this week, actually, um, cause the funeral was last week. So I sort of said, right, I want to kind of try and de-stress a bit and just, you know, so gaming, gaming is great for that sort of Hold thing. Hold on. So you came on a 24 hour podcast? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, te- technically, I had agreed before, um, but um, so anyway, yeah. So, so and it was you know, and I didn't want to let Stace down, and this is a good cause, so it was important mm. to do it. Um, but um, yeah, so I thought, what a distress. So I tried putting on a couple of games, and most games nowadays are very complicated yeah. with lots of mm-hmm. buttons and God knows what else. And I was like, this is just too, I can't, it's too stressful. I just want to, sh-. and it sounds. I, I like. I just want to shoot things. <laughs> right. I just want to. Sh- yeah. I just want to kill things. I don't. I, and I don't want to be clever. I don't want to be clever about it. I just. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have fifteen different weapons to kill things. I just want a gun and perhaps a, oh, a, a, and perhaps a knife. Have you played um, the Deadpool game? Just out of interest. No. Okay. Oh, you would possibly love that. Is it's it? really funny, but also it's just mostly just going around and murdering people wantonly. <laughs> no, but but see, but with yeah. but with Wolfenstein, it's great because it's like you get two guns. It's just about as much as I can manage. Um, there's literally no real extra controls other than your standard first person shooter controls, and the bad guys are Nazis. I mean, well, <laughs> I, so I don't go to bed thinking, or oh, I feel a bit bad about shooting at Nazis in the face. No, I don't. <laughs> he was a Nazi. There's no, yeah, there's no grey area here. No, it's no. you know. It's it's a, it's a statement you never hear me say that often, but I love Nazis sometimes. <laughs> right. You know. I hope nobody just chose that moment to, to, to try like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oof, taking that oh, out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Barry Nugent. I'm 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 a podcaster and I'm a black guy. Also, I love Nazis sometimes. Yeah, This podcast goes royal. Yeah, I, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be Trump's new running mate, aren't I? Oh, no. Stop bringing up Trump. I know. Keep mentioning Trump today. 
Um, sorry, back to you, games. So, <laughs> you had plenty of time now to think about this and come up with a perfect yeah. list. I did something really sad. I literally just opened my Steam account just to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm one of those annoying people at conventions that did play Undertale, and I loved that for quite a while. But such like a massive fandom for it now, I feel it's kind of like waning a little bit. Mm. I'm like, oh, it was good, but I want to play something new. Like, I really like um, story based games, basically, like, you know, uh, Telltale and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, just shooting stuff. I really enjoy uh, Borderlands. <laughs> I think that's my, like, stress relief game. <laughs> Board- yeah, Borderlands is good fun. When you, you said you mentioned Dragon, did you ever play any of the Mass Effect games? No, I need to. Um, I played all the Dragon Age games, um, and that's my next step, I think. Um, but basically, Dragon Age just took over my life for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit hesitant. <laughs> well, see, I, I've heard loads of good things about Dragon Age, but because I'm, um, I'm arachnophobic and I have a fear of anything re- remotely creepy crawly, <laughs> it kind of rules out virtually every fantasy mm. RPG in existence because it's like, yeah. it's, it's standard. Yeah. You know, yeah. all right, yeah, and the, the social media guy Mike is now making a, 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 a large think... hand sign. I'm guessing that means giant spiders. Then, oh yeah, <laughs> from, from like Rafik big... to fills the entire room. Oh, yeah. But, well, what? Sorry, fills the entire room. Yeah, like maybe a bit bigger than that room and this room. So, <laughs> so that's the scale, then, yeah. Piss right off. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You fuck right off. There's no <laughs> way I'm going. No, no, not mm. happening. I, 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 I didn't even. I'm so bad that before I buy a game, I will Google that game with spiders. <laughs> yeah. um, then, then I think if, if it comes back blank, I think no, I'm not. I'm not going to be fooled that easy. And then I do giant spiders. You'd be surprised how many <laughs> oh. games skip the first one, but I do the next one, and then I'll get as far as doing giant ants, giant creeper crawlies, giant cockroaches, giant whatevers. I've done giant whatevers before as well. Uh, whatevers. <laughs> whatevers. Giant, um, giant creepy thing. In a, in a Ray Winston sounding voice, giant whatevers. Whatever, whatever. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I, uh, I, I I take my game in from that. And then I go, right, okay, I'll give it a go then. Which is why Shadow of Mordor, damn you, I had to turn, I, I had to turn off because they had creepy coins running across the bottom of the screen. Got it. Got it. You need to add a new tag though. Um, have you seen Fantasy Spiders? Because um, that was a tag for like, <laughs> the second Harry Potter. It was like mild, the, the like PG warning was like, contains mild peril and fantasy spiders. Yes! <laughs> Do you know what, right? I'm glad you, I'm glad you reminded me of Harry Potter and spiders. <laughs> I, because I read, I read the Harry Potter books, loved them, as you yeah. do. Then when they started bringing the films out, everyone else was getting really excited. My first thought was like, oh shit, there's a giant spider in the second book. Yeah. All right. It's all the little ones yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah those little ones. But it's not oh. even it's not even the fact it was a giant spider because apparently that's not creepy enough. The fucking thing talks. What? <laughs> it's just it's, my children. Ah, is that, is, why are you talking? You're a you're, why are you a giant spider? You've covered the creepy factor. You're done, mate. You don't need to talk to me. I was talking to Sam on the last episode of the podcast about um, spiders because I watched for some reason I watched a countdown of top ten video game spiders. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Rich made me watch it. Do you know what? You know I lifted my hand up with a reflex action like I was yeah, going to slap He was you. about to slap me. Yeah, he was legit about to slap me. Yeah. Ooh, so, ooh. Ooh, call that. Call that. Con- continuity. Boom. <laughs> um, but he was telling me, I can't remember which game he said it was now, but he said there's one game where there's like a giant lava spider that has like a proper English accent and like offers you a cup of tea and stuff. Who's he playing by Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> Oh no, I'm thinking of Contact Birdie. No, I don't think it's that. I can't it's remember what it was now, but I was just like, this what, sounds what, like the worst. What 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 happens in the game? Maybe I can fill the blanks in. Lava spider? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you need? Yeah, you're right. Fair enough. Well, ch- <laughs> well chances are I haven't played it. It's really good. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just saw the lava spider and just thought, nope, 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 nope. out, out, no. out. <laughs> well, when we watch shows on TV, like, um, do you ever watch uh, Penny Dreadful? I haven't, but I've heard really good things, so I want mm. to. But that's the whole, the whole, the whole intro of that is lots of spiders coming out of things. So, <laughs> fantastic. So the, so the very first time we watched it, obviously I wasn't expecting it. Mm. Screamed, <laughs> and then um, my 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 wife effectively is like the reverse of Indian Marion. So you know the end of Raiders where he sort of says, Marion, whatever happens, don't look it. That's my wife, and that's what she does. Aww. So things things will come on, and she'll go, don't look. <laughs> Right, and she, there'll be times she'll put her hand across, don't look, and I go, okay, I can look, no, 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 and, and then she'll go, it's okay, and I'll start to apologize, go, no, no, <laughs> so, oh so that's what that's what marriage is in my house. How are you with how are you with things that look almost like spiders but aren't? No, Cre- creepy crawlies. So like that stop. thing in the in the in Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda style, that drops its babies on your face from above. No, <laughs> no. What? No, what part of creepy crawlies do you not understand? <laughs> it's got that giant eye that you have to stab. It's really weird, that well, yeah, game, I isn't it? That, but I, I played it when it came out, and I must have mm. been about like, 13, 14, and I remember being a bit like, nope, don't like it. It's, <laughs> it's just the fact that when you old to think that way, but a little bit like, nope, nope, nope. Well, this is the thing. (laughs) This is the thing. I had to get my mom to complete different bits. My mom, guys, to complete different bits of Ocarina of Time for me because I was too scared. (laughs) I I bet you didn't play um, Majora's Mask then. No, I couldn't. The uh, just the moon in that was terrifying enough. Let alone all the masks and creepiness. Oh, and there's that bit when there's all the like um, when you go to the dark Hyrule and there's all those corpses. Is it that room when they like yeah. when they turn back on you and they move towards you? Mm-hmm. Back. And if they scream, you stop moving and they start dry humping you. They're terrifying. Oh, <laughs> They're so scary. Yeah, I um I fell down a creepy pasta hole recently. I didn't know that was a thing that existed, and uh, and uh, and it was only because I was doing um I was doing a guest spot on Wiki Shuffle. Uh, and I was trying to find a good Wikipedia article to take with me and ended up falling down a creepy pasta hole. <laughs> Do you know what creepy pasta is? Barry's looking at me with a face. Yeah. Um, what, a, dod- a dodgy vicar? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that kind of pasta. Cre- creepy pasta is a website where people post like creepy stories from. Oh, not. And, okay. and like some of them masquerade as though they might be true. And I fell down this creepy pasta hole, and there was this one about a haunted Majora's Mask cartridge. And this guy had actually, yeah, this guy had actually like modded videos of the game to put creepy bits in, like this statue just like following him around and shit. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. I'd almost done a poo in my pants. I was like, why am I? Why am I watching this video? Why am I still reading this creepy pasta? What is life? Can I say when you said when you said fell down the pasta hole? <laughs> Sounds rather yeah, I, I actually felt, I actually thought it was an actual physical story, like you you fell down something and hurt yourself. 
As opposed I felt, to I felt like what this creepy hole made of pasta. I spent a long time on their website. Yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's all right. <laughs> no, I like, um, there are lots of YouTubers that read out creepy pasta, and that's quite good, especially to draw to. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit pasta out there as well. Well, yeah. What what sort of stuff do you have on in the background then when you're drawing? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Well done, Sue. Oh, ah, <laughs> thank you. It's all right. Um, well, podcasts, really, but I don't tend to be that ambitious when looking for podcasts. I just listen to the same ones over and over again. But, um, uh, yeah, and creepypasta and music. But when I'm writing, I can't listen to anything at all. Um, I have to be silent. Because if anything just confuses me. And sometimes I sound a bit mental. If I'm drawing something really specific, I'll just play the same music track over and over again to get in the same frame of mind. So right. someone's walking past my room, they're like, what are you doing? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> a bit like, you know, it's usually something really embarrassing, like, you know, something, some Japanese anime soundtrack or something. Like, sorry, I'm 28. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. but I really enjoy um, watching Let's Plays as well, like um, Jesse Cox and. Um, Press Hearts Continue, Dodger, they just play like, they play like really shitty um, Japanese dating games. It's really <laughs> hilarious. That's quite fun to listen to. Like, oh, that's great. But yeah, that, now that's... I sound really bizarre. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, you, yes, you do. Yeah, I just listen to soundtracks. Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, I listen, I mean, I listen to soundtracks when I write. I mean, not, not um, Japanese anime dating <laughs> soundtracks but i do listen to soundtracks quite a bit when i when i write um and i've always been into i've been a, i'm a massive um soundtrack collector and sort of fan of stuff like that mm-hmm. and only recently i've started to get into listening to um video game soundtracks because yeah. i think they've kind of last few years they've really kind of stepped it up a notch in terms mm-hmm. of like yeah. the, you know Quality. money that gets thrown in it yeah um because i just recently i recently finished playing uncharted 4 oh. um oh um and the the soundtrack for that, um, the same fellow did the soundtrack for that, did the soundtrack for the Marvel Civil War film. Oh, okay. Yeah. And That's when, when I kind of joined the two doctors, I thought, I, sat, I thought the music sounded quite familiar. And then I looked him up. I was like, Henry Jackman, his name is. Oh, my God. I was just about to say, Henry Jackman. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Puss in Boots and things like that as well. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. Pro- I mean, I, I love him. I mean, my favourite, probably after... You, Everyone says John Williams, so uh, mm. yeah, I'll say John Williams. But I think one of my favourite ones after that is a fellow called James Newton Howard. Oh, yes. Um, I love, I love. He did some of the Batman with Hans Zimmer, didn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, he did Batman with Hans Zimmer. Um, who I saw, I saw Hans Zimmer in concert. Me too. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I've done mm. a cry like three times, <laughs> just openly yeah. wept <laughs> in the middle of the NIA. Not as good as I went to at the Royal, Royal Albert Hall. It was John Williams, I want to say 80th birthday or whatever it was. I think mm. it was last year. And they did, had the Royal um, Film Orchestra doing all John Williams oh, music. That would have been amazing. Um, and they did the ra- they yeah. did the Raiders theme and I, I thought I was going to lose my shit. <laughs> uh, I, I literally thought mm. I was going to, I was just... My wife was trying to edge away from me. I was, oh. It's like tapping people on the shoulder, like, this is my jam. This is my jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. Why are you talking to me? And then, to make matters worse, last, earlier this year, what they do at the Royal Albert Hall is um, they do this thing called, I think it's called Cinema Live or something like that, where mm. basically they have the film and then they have the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra will play the soundtrack mm-hmm. whilst you watch the film. And they did Raiders of Lost Ark. Oh. And I, I went and I went to see it. My wife took me or whatever. Um, and um, I, 
lost my shit. Just, just. <laughs> Holy when, when they did, when the when they did, when the Raiders march came on for the first time, I was just like, this is incredible. Mm. It really, because you know, and I, I know that I've listened to that soundtrack like I, so gazillion times over the years. I've written to it and all sorts, so I know every bar of that mm. soundtrack yeah. off by heart. But hearing the orchestra do it, it sounded almost completely different, even though it was the same mm. music. Um, it was uh, amazing. I cannot recommend. They're doing a whole season still. They've got. They're doing Aliens as well. I think. Oh, like, yeah. What? They're doing Aliens. <gasps> um, they're doing. I don't, they might have done it already, but I think they're doing Independence Day. They're doing ET. Oh no! Um, no, not ET. No. Not not fan. I'm so scared of ET. Really? Me too. Well, I was Le- legit. No, I'm legit phobic still. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't so much that. Like, you know, I, oh, I was really, I wouldn't, I watched it for the first time when I was about 23. <laughs> I, was like, I know this is going to freak me out. It's just weird, right? I well, know, he's, he's really weird and he hides in kids' closets and he's got a glowy pointy finger and he makes those weird noises yeah, that are just, I oh, yeah. <laughs> My sister once hid under my bed and started going, phone, home. And I was like, ah! ah! <laughs> proper lost it. Just absolutely well, lost my, it. my problem with ET was probably a little bit more basic than that. Like, yeah. so everyone sold. I never saw. You know, back in the eighties when I was. A oh, kid, it's his neck as well. Sorry, yeah, I just thought you saw those are. films. I saw Raiders. I saw Star. So was ET. I was like, I don't get it. It's supposed to be yeah. cute, brother. He looks like a giant turd. He looks like a shit with a neck, yeah. <laughs> with 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 eyes, yeah, yeah, a giant wrinkly turd that talks. Well, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the attraction to it no. personally. I don't get. And then they wrapped the towel around it. Mm. It's like it's a piece of shit in my toy cabinet. When they dressed it up as a little old lady yeah. to try and fool the mum, yeah. and the mum was like, "Yeah, that's obviously a person." I'm like, "Fuck off!" If you look at him, look I, at I, it. I just. Whoa, what kind of people do you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll get lynched for saying this. Best thing about ET was the music. Done. Yeah. No. Um, I'll, I'll, music I'll spellbinding childhoods. Yeah. You know. But, but the thing is, even the fans listening, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm similar. Yeah. Even the music scares me though. It's like when I was a kid, the X Files theme tune used to put the fear of. No, that was yes. scary. <laughs> that that music was was freaking but I terrifying. Never, like I'd never watched the show though, so I didn't even know yeah. what it was relating to. It was just yeah. like completely out of context. Yeah. I was like, ah, what's this? Who's gonna I kill me, Muslim? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember there was that video, you know, that that song that goes Space Man always oh, wanted yeah. to. That used to frighten me when I was younger. <laughs> like, because I saw the video for it and I was like, oh, it's really creepy. And like, whenever I heard, and when it was popular, it was always out on like the radio. People would play it at like discos and stuff, and I just go, no, no, <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> but I, I think my kind of um, realization that music affected me on an emotional level was as a kid. Um, the so I was the youngest out four, so I would most of the time be sent to bed way before my brothers would be a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And um, I got sent to bed one night, and they were watching The Omen. Oh, jeez! Oh, right, so I got sent off the bed. Fine, I'm happy to go. Right, <laughs> um, but I can still hear the TV from the bedroom because mm-hmm. because the um, living room was below us. And I don't know if you, the music from The Omen is the one of the scariest soundtracks going. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to imagine, I'm trying to get to sleep. That's all I can hear. There's no context. All I can hear yeah. is the Omen, the Omen mm. theme music. I didn't sleep for like days. Oh my God. 
just <laughs> oh. one of my earliest <laughs> memories of being scared was once when um, I'd woken up in the night for some reason and it wasn't like it wasn't stupidly late it was only about half 10, 11 but so I was quite young I was like it's only like five or six and I remember going downstairs to try and find my mum to be like mum I've woke up and I obviously need help with getting back to sleep or something I don't know just come here and uh, I opened the living room door and they were watching um, a term- is it Terminator 2 the, the bit where she has that nightmare in the playground and everything's yeah. on fire yeah. and I opened the door and she's just like holding onto the fence just on fire and screaming <laughs> and melting and I was like did you not shut the door quiet and go I'll come back later no I full on <laughs> screamed and my mum just looked over and was like it's not real it's not real and there's me going ah, what's happening to this lady and she's like proper out of melting it could have been worse though you could have opened the door and she could have been watching porn oh yeah that's true I caught I accident I don't know if I should say this I caught my granddad once watching porn and then pretending that the remote control was broken when he realised people had walked in <laughs> So like, oh, I got yeah, stuck on this channel. We've all oh. we've all done that. We've all done that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Back up, back up. Goodbye. Which reminds me of possibly the funniest scene I've seen in a Marvel film, which was in Ant Man, mm. where um, it, you've got all these mates in the van, and they're like, right, we're gonna, and he's all trapped inside. Like, right, we're gonna back him up. We're gonna go. We're gonna back him up, and they're driving to go <laughs> get there. And there's loads, and then suddenly there's loads of police there. <laughs> And they just go, just, back it up, back it up, just back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. And you hear, you hear the noise, the reverse, the back it up, yeah, back it up. It is just, cause I've been, I've been in situations like that with mates and we've done, you know, we've been stopped by the police and whatever. And you just, and I remember one time, sort of living in Tottenham, you used to get stopped a lot. Being a black guy, you got stopped a lot. And, um, I remember, but you always knew there was a certain, procedure you went through and that would get you out of the other end as quick as possible but we always seem to end up sometimes with that one mate who suddenly was going to make a point oh. right and so we got stopped but and i thought it was really funny this particular story because we had, a, we had a, a mate with us a white guy was with us and uh so it was one one white guy um five black guys this police car police car drove past us it was probably about 10 o'clock and i drove past us so, and then um, we all kind of exchanged glasses, like, oh, here we go. Because it started to slow down. Oh, here we go. It must have been about 16. I must have been about 16 at the time. And our white friend was looking at us as if to say, well, what's the problem? I was like, we're going to get stopped. He's like, really? But it's just gone past. Trust me, it's going to get stopped. And literally, as I said it, they did a U-turn, mm. came back down, uh, then came up in front of us on the pavement, got out of the car. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. So it's standard back then when you got, stopped by the police usually what happened was first they'd separate you if you were a group of lads to check stories there was no story we're all coming from the pub there isn't a story (laughs) i can make up a story which involves like flame spewing vampires but you know it's probably gonna get me it's probably gonna get me arrested that much quicker um but so they split us up left our white mate completely oblivious he was just standing there like just looking at it all didn't ask him anything asked us all these questions we were answering them and then um they kind of brought us back together. And then just as they were about to go, our clever mate went, what's your badge numbers? And we all just literally went, oh, oh. And then the copper went, oh, got a comedian on our hands, have we? And then he kind of, he, he literally flipped his notepad, got right, let's start again, shall we? And went, oh, for the love, we were out of it. We were out of it. No, oh. Um, not as funny as the time I got arrested by, um, not, didn't get arrested, nearly got arrested. I've nearly been arrested for armed robbery. Um, 
Uh, but, but my favourite story was the time I nearly got arrested for... Um, <laughs> we, were coming from a, we were coming out of a club. It's about 2 in the morning and we got stopped by the police. Answered all these questions. Where are we coming from? It's coming from that club. And then he said to me, um, you do realise why we've stopped you, don't you? And I said, I, I feel whatever I say is going to be the wrong answer. But I was going to say, I, I don't know. He said, did... <laughs> He said, there's been a, this is true, he said, there's been a spate of cat burglaries in the area. Um, right? And that's why I've stopped you. So I was, this is the, this is the 80s, so forgive my dress sense at the time. I was, I, I, I was wearing white trousers. White, tra- white trousers and black polished shoes. So, unless I'm Raffles, the gentleman, gentleman burglar, it's fairly, you know, fairly certain. It, the way he said it was just the way he said cat burglary like I just stepped out of Alfred Hitchcock film I should be like in the black polar neck and look like Cary Grant or something it's like did you, oh, there. Did you, you caught me this time officer yeah <laughs> yes and I always leave a black glove at the scene of the crime hey what, just, what? world oh, are you living man. in man I mean, I mean I do have to say had I been arrested that would be quite a cool thing to get arrested for cat burglary but I mean it just <laughs> We live in Tottenham, dude. People breaking through windows. No one climbs in through chimneys. We're not Santa. <laughs> just, uh, just. Oh. What? Forgive me. What makes it cat burglary rather than just burglary? burglary. It sounds a lot cooler well, to be like yes, cat. Well, well, cat burglary is more kind of like roofs and and going in through windows and and stealing pearls and stuff. Going like. through, uh, going through cat doors. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, watch any. Basically, watch any Pink Panther film. That kind of answers your question for you. Right, really. Okay. First five minutes, Pink Panther. He's always nicking something and looking cool doing it. So you know, once I realised what a cat burglar was, I actually felt a little bit cool. I thought oh, that's all right actually. Basically, a stylish burglar. Yeah. Get, basically, most cat burglars standard outfit, black polo neck, um, or white trousers. Uh, black, yeah, white trousers. No. No, I'm, I'm with, no, that's it, no, no. Classic cat burglar is, is black, black or it's black, black, black pony. Stop saying Black trousers. Um, I'm a black, I'm a black, I'm a black guy, it's in my vocabulary. Um, but because I'm doing it something different, I have white trousers. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like next gen. Cat <laughs> next burglar. gen cat burglar. Yeah, I'm like, Your signature. Yeah, I'm like the Picard of cat burglary, I am. <laughs> He says it as he, as he definitely eats a cucumber. I know. It's I the am. most daintily eaten cucumber I've ever seen in my life. That's why my nickname is, is on the podcast is Nuge. That's like my cat burglar name. The Nuge. Oh, I like it. Mm. It's good. I feel like I've got no stories and that makes me a bit sad. That's because that's because I'm old. I won't worry. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure I want stories where I almost get arrested though, to be fair. Later when I've been drinking, I'll retell the story of, of Dave and I versus the werewolf. <laughs> Oh. I've heard this one before. It's good. Mm. It is good. It's a good story. It's worth it's worth staying around for Sarah because it's a good story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if, um, if Anna and Sean are listening, I have um, a story. My lift story. I've told it to a couple of people. It's quite long and convoluted. I won't tell it now. But everyone has that one story. <laughs> a bit like, yeah. I really shouldn't tell this. I really shouldn't. But it's coming out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's long, convoluted, and it involves a werewolf, which was actually a on. Um, they did a TV thing to actually find him and all sorts back in the eighties. <laughs> L- literally, there used to be there used to be a London show called Five Friday o'clock live or something. I don't know. Friday so, o'clock yeah, live. It was something live on a Friday. I don't know. Anyway, 
and and it was this big thing. <laughs> Basically, in this estate, see, you're forcing me, you're forcing my hand now. In this Sorry. estate in London, in this estate in London, there was there was this guy, and they nicknamed him the werewolf because um, he looked like a werewolf. Effectively, no one had seen it. No, no one had got a, a good look at this guy. Um, I mean, in fact, he just wore jeans. That's all he wore, and whatever. And he would, and he would basically, he was terrorizing this estate. Um, the, the 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 last thing that he did that they then decided to go with cameras to try and find him was he threw a TV down at at people. Um, yeah, um, and he was dubbed the werewolf, and it was this whole thing of like it was a werewolf and blah blah blah. And they they did this sort of live broadcast from the estate um, on Halloween to see if they could find him. Right, so it was, it was it, so so this was a thing. He says in vocals, this was a, this was an actual thing. Right. So at the time, obviously, we were at school. Uh, I don't know how old we were, but um, I'd seen far too much Scooby Doo. Um, oh my and god! Please tell me you had a little ghost detective agency, because so did I. <laughs> we didn't, <laughs> but didn't. But stay Damn with it. me. So what? So one of my friends, um, that Darren Jenkins. Why is it that when you're kids? Everyone has a name like that, like Dan Jenkins or what? Tucker. Hey. Tucker. <laughs> yeah, like, like a, a name, I know. Like Why is it when you're young, everyone has a name and you grow up and <laughs> you lose that? Yeah. No, but when you, when you watch like, when you watch kid shows, like school yeah. shows, they always sound like real kind of like kid names. Anyway, there was this guy at school called Darren Jenkins and he lived on the estate and he'd said he'd seen this guy and said he wasn't a guy, he was a woman. That's what he said. And he was throwing TVs down at people. How could he throw? And he he rationalised it as well. It's like, how, where would you get the strength to throw a TV at someone? And being a kid, you think, yeah, because I can't lift a TV, so no one else could lift a TV. So that's the step. So clearly, he's got to be some sort of supernatural entity because how else would you lift a TV? If I'd waited thirty years, you'd realise they lift a TV. You just put your arms underneath and you, you lift <laughs> just lift it. It's not that. Right, anyway, to be fair, how big were TVs back then? Actually, no, that's a fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. Those TVs back then were heavy bastards. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and to heft it and throw it down at people, and then have enough time to stand there and look werewolf like, so, <laughs> look werewolf. <laughs> yeah. So, because he did the howling and stuff, he did do all that stuff. So oh anyway, he sort of went, look. Was he okay? <laughs> Don't jump! Don't jump ahead. Sorry. So, I've got forty minutes to tell this story. So don't, don't, you know. Oh. And we haven't even done any interview stuff. I'm so sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, I'm so sorry. Heart of Time. Heart of Time. uk. It's great. I love it. It's got a bit of a dot two vibe, and yep. I love the little moped thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So Darren, Darren says, let's go to this. Um, go to my. I can take you to the estate to show you where this guy hangs out. So first off, we had a, I have a mate, I'm still friends with him now, called Preston, most, the cleverest, sense, most sensible man I've ever known. The first thing he said was, fuck that, I'm not going. <laughs> and he and he went home. The rest of us went, cool. So we all, Dave went as well. So we all went down to this place to see if we could find this werewolf. We didn't have a mystery van and we didn't have Scooby or nothing like that. It was just like, you know, five guys who really should have known better. And, um, so we got up to the top of this uh, flat, these set flats, and we were able to get out onto the roof of the flats, which normally you can't do, but someone had jimmied the door, so we were able to get through. So we're standing up there going, this is a bit rubbish, really, isn't it? And it's winter, so it, so it got dark early, so it was dark at this time. And we're this is a bit shit. So we're all just having a go at Darren, and then I turned to my other friend, Gareth, who was, I kid you not, like, white as a sheet, 
Um, which was difficult because he's a rat dude. But anyway, um, st- steering um, at the door, steering back towards where we'd just come from. And I thought, Gareth, what's wrong? You're all right, man. You're all right. Followed his gaze. And then at the other end of the roof was this guy who I'm going to say now, because we were short at the time, I'm going to say at the time I thought was seven foot tall. <laughs> now, now he might not have been, but he certainly looked it and he looked freaking terrifying because he was kind of silhouetted. So all you could see was his silhouette. Um, no top. Yeah. No top on. No top on. It's terrifying. Sarah. In the this winter. Is terrifying. In the winter. Right. No top. No, no shoes or nothing like that. Scraggly, regardless of the werewolf thing, he looked like a crazy dude, right? <laughs> and he was just standing with his arms out wide, just looking at us. Now, to this day, I there was only one way onto that roof, and we never heard him coming through the door. So I don't. So he was either already up there or just freaking appeared. Um, so and you got to remember as well, we're kind of thirteen, fourteen. It's, it, we laugh better now. At the time, I was standing there thinking like I wasn't thinking anything. It was just just sheer terror. So. That whole thing of what we didn't say when you're scared, you're frozen to you're frozen to the spot with it. It's true. Mm-hmm. None of us moved, just looked to this guy, and then suddenly the guy went, ah, and started running towards us with <gasps> his arms out. Jesus. <laughs> so I literally went, and it's true, I turned to Gareth and went, leg it, as you say, because it's uh, <laughs> leg it. Cheese it. Right? Gareth had all, Gareth was already halfway back to the door. Right? And I, all this whole thing about friends stick together bullshit it was every man for themselves I have to, uh, to this day I have never run so fast in my life we got to the door ran down the stairs I was behind Gareth it was about two other guys behind me and one of the guys at the back was screaming he's right behind me run run he's right behind me um, so we got out of this estate and we ran to anyone who knows North London knows where's uh, St. Davis and Catherine School is, which probably is just Dave if he's listening. We must have, I must have run about half a mile before I stopped. We just kept running and running and running and running and running. Pretty terrifying. Yeah. But it, it later transpired, they caught the guy. Um, he had fixations of thinking he was wolf like, blah, blah, blah. And he'd escaped from a. That's a story. <laughs> you know it's a good story and it ends with. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, I'll tell you about the time we went to Highgate Cemetery to hunt vampires. But that, that's another story. That's another story. That's another story. So you say you didn't have a supernatural detective agency, but... Yeah. We, we, just didn't, we just didn't have a name. Yeah. I quite like Nuge and the Three Wise Monkeys now, going back to earlier. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what did you expect to happen when you found the werewolf? What were you... <laughs> to be fair, I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel looking back that... We didn't perhaps formulate the best plan. <laughs> um, I feel at least in Scooby-Doo, they had Filma, and Filma could do anything. She was like the MacGyver of the group. Do you know what I mean? Was yep. one of you Van Helsing? Because that would have been <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Well, <laughs> do, technically, Darren Jenkins, if he... he no. No. <laughs> no. There was no, no one had any kind of, like, power. No one was descended from a, a line of, like, monster hunters or... Anything vampire like that. Slayers. Yeah. Which is why the, the vampire cemetery story, which is true, I didn't go into cemetery, I stayed in the car because I remembered the werewolf event that happened <laughs> three years previous. Convinced, this convinced that Tottenham or North London at least is a hellmouth, basically. I, I, I well, I was convinced of that before we started seeing weird shit. Um just day just daily life, really. Um but uh yeah. Yeah, I'm convinced Tottenham is the hell mouth. And I now live in Northampton. 
So that's all good. <laughs> they could take they could take that shit. Um, so comics, right? <laughs> no. How about those crazy comics They're with the pages and the colours and the lines and, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 comics are you reading at the moment? Well, I heard you talking to Sean Jackson earlier and I've made a pile because I didn't want to be caught out. I'm gesturing <laughs> as well, and I'm not even on video. What what am I doing? Um so at the moment, I bought um, Gillian Tamaki's uh, Super Mutant Magic Academy. I don't know if you've read it. Like, um, no. Gillian Sounds Tamaki, awesome. she did uh, This One Summer. Um, no, but yeah, she's really good. And it's basically just strips about just everyday life in a Super Mutant Magic Academy. So there's one girl who can turn into a fox and another one who has like this weird balloon-shaped head. And it's just average everyday stuff. Like, they don't go fight crime or do anything. They're just in school and talking about, like, you know, groups of girls talking about boys and, like, you know, sitting and smoking around the bike sheds. It's amazing. It's really good. But, uh, yeah, so I've been reading that. And, um, yeah, there's probably loads of shout-outs that I should be doing that I'm going to forget tons of people. Um, Druid Investigations. I don't know if you guys backed it on Kickstarter by Dan Harris. He's the guy from um, Loose Scannon. Oh yes, I know. I know Loose Cannon. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I think only the first issue is out so far because that's why he funded on Kickstarter. It's really good. It's basically about um, Merlin um, not being reincarnated. I think he's just lived here forever in uh, Wales. Um, every, you know, it's modern day, and Merlin's just walking around, you know, fighting mystical crimes. It's yeah, it's pretty good. It's got good Loose Cannon humor in it, which I like. But uh, yeah, what else? Oh. I, I've, I've literally I've... just got the Loose Cannon print. Oh, what? I'm a fucking idiot. I've li- literally just tweaked with me the loose scan on it. Is it? <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Over just <laughs> <laughs> I'm only hearing someone else say it out loud that I'm like, loose cannon? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. To, to, to be fair, I, I hadn't really got into you just said, I've only just got it. Oh, I was cool. like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, at least I don't feel quite so daft now. No, I don't know. I regularly make that, that sort of faux pas anyway. Yeah. I think I was following this guy um, whose Twitter name is NHOJ. So it's like Lodge. And for ages I was like, that's a really weird name. Why Why is his name that? And he makes comics as well. They're really fantastic if you check them out. But um, I realised it's just his name John backwards. And I've been following him. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 it's my name backwards. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> whereas before you're thinking this is the most, this is the cleverest man in all of Christendom. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So um. Yeah. It's probably lots of other people I've forgotten. Silicon Hearts as well. Really fantastic comic. Uh, yes, it is. Again. Um, uh, about robots and people falling in love. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm not very coherent when it comes to keeping <laughs> <laughs> comics now. I'm really good about talking about, you know, listening to werewolf stories, but when it comes to actual comics, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, panels and shit, it's really good. <laughs> in it, I've got written you putting two thumbs up going, in it, it's really good. Yeah. Panels. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm supposed to be a writer, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, don't ask me any questions and I'll be great. Yeah. It's like, you heard of this one? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I think it's the fact that you actually took the time to think to yourself, 
I'm going, I'm going to be coming on in a few hours time. I need to get my shit together and get a list together. Cause in, just in case that's, that's preparedness on a whole other level. Out because they did the Awesome Comics podcast and they were like, Yeah, so what kind of comics do you enjoy? And you know, like, um, Tony and, um, and Dan, yeah. they're so like eloquent talking about these comics, and they're so like, Oh, yeah, it was really interesting about like this kind of themes that are in this, it reminded me of this. And I was just like, So I, I found this comic and it's really good. Um, <laughs> what else I'm reading? Uh, oh, the art's nice in this one, and I was like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Because I know you were talking to someone earlier about this well, like talking about your own stuff and feeling a bit shy, and I'm definitely one of those people as well. Oh my god! It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's about time travel. <laughs> Here it is. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, you know, and I, I was thinking the other day, like, yeah, I must need to have um, some sort of like course that like comic creates can go on and stuff mm. like that. That kind of encompasses like like a self esteem. Like marketing and, and how you mm. promote yourself and things that you can do that will help and, and that sort of stuff. Because I think it is I think it is really difficult. And I've been on both sides of the table mm. at conventions and I know how difficult it is being on the other side and you're trying to pimp your ears and it might it might not sound it, but I am actually by I'm quite shy of retiring all the rest mm. of it unless I've got a few drinks in me. Um <laughs> So it is quite difficult when you're sitting at a table and someone comes up. And so the worst thing is when someone comes up to the table, I know what my stuff is. I know what my book is. I know all of that. Someone comes up to my table and goes, so what can you tell me about your book? All goes out of the fucking window. Um. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, good. It, it's, it's got pages. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've actually I've actually done that to people. I've opened up my and my stuff is prose, so I've opened up a novel and gone, look, look, this is my bit. I could read that. <laughs> um, like they're going to read a paragraph in a three hundred <laughs> page novel oh, and go. I wouldn't be surprised. So yes, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh. I don't. I I had one lady who came up to me. Um, who wanted to pick up a copy of the book and she picked up, she picked the copy of the book up, scanned the barcode and then said to me, why is this more expensive than on Amazon? Oh, oh wow. Right? And I said, well, what, what I wanted to say, I won't say here. <laughs> um, but what I said was, well, A, that's an extended edition of the book. It's got extra delete scenes and extra stuff. Mm. And there's an interview of me in the back and there's some sketches and stuff like that. And, and B, um, I'm actually here. I'm 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 the author, and I'm I'm signing copies as well. And you, so you can't actually get both here. And she went, hmm, and then walked off. Oh, I literally wanted to. The, at that moment, I wished I could clip my fingers, and like four ninjas would just like abseil down from the sky, <laughs> and I and I could just go kill her. <laughs> In that instance, like the secret swearing that me and Sean and sometimes Amy Moffat passed to each other wouldn't be so secret uh, and yeah, yeah. another way <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you, I mean, you do you do love a lot with the table buddies when you're sitting there and mm -hmm. the, you do a little and someone goes off and you can just see someone either making a hand gesture to you nodding going yeah they are uh, I think it's funny as well, like the amount of artists and creators, especially in the comics world, who like either suffer from anxiety or depression or low self-esteem. Like it mm. just seems to be such a massive thing. And I think that especially like, 
you know, when someone says, yeah, we need you, you know, you should be promoting your work more. And it's like, I really don't want to. I just want to sit in bed and cry. I'm rubbish at everything. Buy my comic. (laughs) (laughs) I've literally, like, I've just put up a preview for a comic that I'm thinking about showing to publishers and maybe taking further. And I've I've literally, like, I've had it in my inbox. I think I've had it in my, um, like, to send out in my inbox for about since MCM London and I've literally just put it on Twitter like ah! curling into a ball of just pure self low self-esteem and it's just like yeah it's just such a massive thing I don't know what the solution is really just going outside I suppose get someone else to do it <laughs> going outside yeah <laughs> just if 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 it was like I kind of wish I could like pay someone to do PR for me because yeah. I'm just like oh it's scary yeah. I don't like to talk to people I've just realised we've gone over our time I know oh, I'm really sorry. sorry I have a quick question for our guest Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh, from yeah. Twitter from at faint dreams dreams even uh, please ask current guest if she draws everything digitally or draws it on paper and then scans just discovered her art. Oh. Um, I draw everything digitally now, so I use a program called Open Canvas for the line art, and then I colour it in Photoshop. But the old issues of Heart Time, like especially, I think the first six pages were drawn in pencil. Then I realised my terrible, terrible error, and then uh, started drawing it digitally. So uh, yeah. yeah, exciting. <laughs> Talk a bit of shock there. Hey. Yeah. So you've probably got your probably got your cell there. At in. least someone answered a, asked a good question. Yeah, I know because <laughs> we certainly didn't. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I really feel sorry for 10 hours from now we still won't have done I was going to say hours. we have done a legit shit job at this so far and yeah. we're only 6 hours in <laughs> I, 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 you're doing really well I feel given the fact that um, uh, given the fact that probably you did a better job last time I can only like think it's got something to do with me uh, no I think I think I think last time I invited on a lot more people I didn't know personally no I did um, know personally so that then I was like I felt a bit more comfortable because there were more people I'd actually spoken to right okay. whereas this time I've gone everybody because I thought nobody would say yes come on the show and they've gone alright and I was like oh, oh no you're fighting but see, but see <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm now I'm now seeing this as less of like 24 interviews mm-hmm. and more of like 24 hours of just like geek chat yeah, yeah that's pretty much what it about is about geek stuff yeah that's pretty much what That's it how is. I'm going to spin it. <laughs> like, your energy levels are still so high after, like, six hours. That's great. Like, you know. Yeah, that's... Check, well. check in again in another, like, 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be, like, away from my computer for, like, this afternoon. And when I come back, I'm going to check in. Like, Yeah. Going. We'll just be crying. <laughs> what, what, what you want to do, sir, is if you do check in, send, send the tweet. And just say a Highgate vampire story. And then when I see that tweet, I can then, whatever, whatever yes. I'm doing, okay. I will then tell the Highgate vampire story. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause it's worth it. It's like, it's, so this is kind of like the sequel to the Will story it takes okay. place several years later. Um, I'm still being, I'm still being played by me. Yeah. <laughs> And the next Go ahead. I you, I'll give you my lift story, which is far less exciting. Just me getting stuck uh, in the lift chicken nuggets. That, that's <laughs> did, 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 did the chicken nuggets talk? Well, I was very, very, very drunk at the time. So, right. yeah. So that's a, that's a yes then. Possibly, in my mind, possibly they did. In, in my head, the nuggets are like little, like the Muppets, like little Muppets. Oh. With little, little eyes. <laughs> and there's a whole sing-along bit in there. That. 
Yeah, I, I would watch it. I feel like the story's going to be a massive letdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you've got you've got a lot of time to make up the perfect chicken McNugget in a lift story now. Embellish it. Yes. <laughs> Beef it. Right, I now need to change t-shirts whilst you... Yeah, whilst I get the next person in. Yes. Um, That's exciting. Ooh. Ah, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely speaking to you. I, I realise I say that to everybody, but it's true. <laughs> to Sarah, I'm going to say it in my best Ray Whitson voice. It's been legend. <laughs> 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 but, um, just a quick note, because I noticed everyone else is doing it, and I'm going to be far less um, eloquent than anyone else. This is a fantastic cause. If you're listening and you haven't donated already, please donate. I think everyone knows someone who's been affected by Alzheimer's. It's such a huge problem, and it's something that we can hopefully fix. So, yes, please donate. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Um, awesome. Thank you jazz hands. Jazz. I am doing jazz hands with the camera, but you can't see me. So, so we. Yeah, we just did too. <laughs> Mutual jazz hands across the sky. Hey. Right. Well, let's right. bust a groove. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, for coming, you're not. Well, uh, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Barry's bye. giving me a face. Stop giving me yeah, a face. Yeah, bye. 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 <laughs> All around the streets and houses, rainbow shining eye. <laughs>